Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, Managing Partner and CEO of Cordell and Cordell. We continue to bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce and every conceivable issue regarding family law in our podcast. We do twice each week, and today is no different as usual. Make sure to schedule a consultation. Cannot This can't take place for a consult or for that relationship to get more information with your attorney. And obviously, this doesn't establish an attorney-client relationship, and we can't give you legal advice. So we'd love to meet with you. Give us a call at 866-DANS-LAW. Find us on the web, cordellacordell.com, across social media. And more importantly, check out our YouTube channel. We're going to find information like this, our podcast we've been doing for the last 13 months, and our virtual town halls. We have one coming up here in February, but you need to register where you can log in, get online, ask questions live of our panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys, and you're going to get answers right then and right there. So check it out at CordellCordell.com and get registered, and you can do it from the comfort of your home or wherever you are at your office. So let's get started, and we're going to talk about custody and joint custody. I'm joined by a litigation partner, Tamika Lee Cheney in Dallas. Welcome. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you back. So it's always an interesting conversation and topic when we talk about the different words that are used in their, you know, in terms of custody, legal, physical, joint, sole, primary. You can go across the country and there are different words for it. I know conservatorship and I thought, you know, it would be a great topic as you suggest. Let's really bring some clarity to that and talk about joint custody and and generally, you know, that phrase is misused by parents, by clients. So maybe talk about, you know, maybe what it means. We'll get into kind of how judges look at it, how clients look at it, how lawyers look at it. So maybe I'll just kind of turn it over to you and start from there. Absolutely. So just to clarify, joint custody is used so frequently um, here in terms of parents using the word either before they retain an attorney or the attorneys use those words during the process of a case. The judges use that word when they're issuing their rulings, and so it's used pretty frequently. However, it is the most often misused word uh, by most parents because just hearing the word joint custody, mm-hmm. they automatically assume, oh, this is 50-50 possession, this is shared custody, and this is what I want. Right. I mean, joint sounds like equal. It sounds like mutual. I mean, there are all kinds of interpretations, and and uh, I mean, as you suggested, you said, hey, one of the things that can happen is your spouse says, oh, don't worry, we'll have joint custody. And then what happens, right? Yep, absolutely. You nailed it. So, And that happens so often. So I have uh, clients who will come in to retain after maybe a week or a couple of months have passed by in which their spouse has told them or assured them, I'll agree to joint custody. And that spouse has had legal counsel representing them the entire time. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to that particular client, joint custody wasn't what they thought it was, but their significant other or spouse was aware what it meant. And so they're now behind the eight ball in terms of trying to catch up in order to prepare, strategize, and so forth, because their spouse has misled them for an entire period of time in regards mm-hmm. to just that single word alone. Yeah. I mean, the word, I've said it for many years in our seminars that we hold, or we used to hold in person, and that is you can use the words to negotiate a settlement and then make it mean what you want later. Because it is, it's it's like these these fire words, these key words, these things that pull on the heartstrings. Right. You know, every guy out there wants joint custody, you know, or they want more, right? And so in their mind, they're thinking, well, I know what that means, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean it. So let's talk about it. 
let's start with attorneys and judges. How do they use the word and typically what does that mean? So attorneys and judges use the word joint custody interchangeably with the word joint managing conservators. And the reason why is because in the books, the law specifically says joint managing conservators. However, it's easier to say joint custody instead of saying joint managing conservators. Yeah. However, that word just doesn't mean joint managing conservators does not mean joint custody. It's just not one and the same. And I think that's so important, you know, the, lang the, the law is so confusing at times, especially for the layperson, the guy going through it, and they don't want to fight, they don't want to spend the money, and yet they have to be careful with the way that these words are thrown about. I mean, I can tell you here in Missouri, um, we use the words, or they used to use the words primary physical custody and sole legal custody or joint legal or joint physical or, you know, and so you could call label it and really whatever you wanted it, it right. didn't matter what the label was. And so I think you just have to be careful and, you know, judges may be thinking something different as you suggest Correct. when they use that word, right? Absolutely on a frequent basis. And so, yes, and even in situations where you're talking about parties going to mediation, similar to what you said earlier, mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to mediation and you're walking in alone without legal counsel, your thought process is, okay, my spouse agreed to join custody. And if you get there and they say, well, that's not one and the same, then yeah. at least you do have the ability to say, well, I want to clarify the joint custody means I want 50-50 possession schedule. I want equal footing, equal time. Even in the toughest of times, there are usually opportunities for relief. Many husbands and dads listening now are struggling to stay current on alimony and child support orders. You should know that this crisis may allow you to modify your support obligations, but time is of the essence. If you're a guy needing help right now, not someday when things are back to normal, call us at Cordell & Cordell. This is what we do. In some courts, some states like Missouri, if we take just legal custody for the moment, um, the courts have to start from a joint legal custody provision. And that actually has meaning in the statute. And that is the major health, education, and welfare decisions have to be made equally. You know, a meet, confer, and agree. Um, is, you know, in Texas, where you are, uh, is that kind of where the courts are coming from when they use the word, the, I think you said conservators, is that where that comes from? You nailed it, absolutely. So that's in regards to the rights and duties that parents have when it comes to medical decisions, when it comes to going to school functions and things of that nature, extracurricular activities. And so absolutely, that's exactly what that word means. So can you use joint 50-50 or does it mean if it's joint and define it in something totally different than 50-50? So... Yes and no, because in the books, when the documents are draft, you have to use those standard legal terms that are required. Mm -hmm. And so you can't interchangeably use that word in the, in the final orders based on what your interpretation is. It has to reflect what the law says. And the law I says joint managing conservatorship or um, some alternative. So primary, uh, if you see the word primary, what does that mean? So primary means that parent is, that's a one single parent that determines where that child resides on a full-time basis. And that parent has a lot of control when it comes to that particular child, because not only do they decide where that child resides on a full-time basis, they're also able to receive child support on behalf of that child. They're able to determine what school that child attends. 
They're able to determine what doctor the child frequents. They're able to determine the majority of the expenses and needs for the child. And so that primary parent title controls a lot in regards to that particular child. So it is, it's interesting, like in Missouri, they use residential parent for school and mailing purposes and school selection that defines kind of the public school system, wherever that child is a residential parent for mailing and education purposes. And then you have some primary, but you tend to see a lot of people be creative. And they, at least in Missouri, we use the word joint to try to be creative, to make people feel better about their settlement, meaning that when you invoke the word primary, it seems like I'm getting far less and they've got it all, right? I mean, that's right. kind of the, the mind game that people Absolutely. go through. Absolutely. Yep. Agree. And just so that you know, like the state of Texas, about, I want to say two years ago, um, they, the state board sent out um, notices to the attorneys in Texas to try to find out how many attorneys were on board with at least changing um, the provisions in regards to this um, primary versus non-primary. And it's just, it unfortunately, not of enough, not enough attorneys um, sided with not that, not using that particular word or naming a parent yeah. as primary. So, can you have a fifty-fifty schedule? Will a judge do it if you have, even with a primary for school purposes? Yes. So a judge will do it, and parties can actually agree to it outside of court. I can tell you, that, however, though, that most judges just don't do it, um, just because mm -hmm. they don't feel it's stable for children. But that doesn't mean that attorneys can't go in and argue for it, or it can't be negotiated outside of court. So, is there a um, in at least in Texas, is, do the codes and the statute and the law does it say there's a, presumpt a presumption of joint 50-50 first and then they deviate or how does that work in terms of custody in, in so, Texas? Great question. So unfortunately, no. So in Texas, the law books just doesn't reference a 50-50 possession schedule at all. It doesn't necessarily prevent parties from being able to mutually agree on whatever they want regarding a possession schedule, so long as it's best for the child. However, the law book specifically says standard possession schedule or expanded standard possession schedule, which is approximately 35, 45% uh, less than a 50-50 possession schedule. So guy listening, how, what are his options? How does he achieve becoming a primary conservator or getting to 50-50? You know, how does he position himself? What are, you know, is it even possible? You know, we talk a lot about uh, courts having this kind of um, unconscious bias, you know, in, in traditional roles, but how does he position himself to become a primary and conservator or 50-50? That's a very great question. So a lot of that entails strategy. And that strategy comes into play not when you're ready to pull the trigger and move forward with a divorce case or a child custody case or when your spouse is ready. That means you're thinking at least well in advance of the other parent in regards to what do I need to do? How should I be doing it? And you get that information from the attorneys. You need to consult with our office, at least consider retaining, we'll strategize, we'll give you ideas, we'll give you scenarios, we'll talk to you about the things that you need to do in terms of planning and preparing earlier on so that when you're ready to take that particular action, you're now 10 steps ahead of your significant other or the other parent. Yeah, well I think the lesson here as we wrap up is words don't often mean what they, they you think they mean, right? Absolutely. And to consult with an attorney, understand the common usage in the local, in the county, the state, whatever it may be, that particular judge, before you sign off anything, before you agree to something, really, really, really know what you're signing, right? Absolutely. You nailed it. Spot on, Scott. Yeah. And then put together your strategy. I think that's, we've talked about this and 
you know, it's the best one hour you know, investment you'll ever make is to consult with an attorney, specifically one who has a specialization board certified in Texas. Uh, and that's important also to look for, right? Absolutely. You nailed it. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining, Tamika. We really appreciate your input on joint custody and what it means, and especially in Texas. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. We'll continue to tune in twice each week. We'll bring information just like that, real quick, real fast, and actually give you some uh, talking points to meet with your attorney. As I said, you can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. Find us on the web at CordellCordell.com, across social as well. But check out the YouTube channel for more information just like this and register for the upcoming virtual town hall coming up in February. The only way you can do that is by going to CordellCordell.com and registering where you can log on live and get questions answered like this where I know you have questions after listening. So until next time, have a great week.